Hey, we're so glad you found us. This is a Juicy Pear Podcast with Sean and Wendy. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Sean. And we want to share with you some storytelling that leaves you feeling entertained, inspired, and puts a smile on your face. And we are truly hoping to be able to talk about relatable topics, especially in this world of craziness. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Stay tuned. Excited. I have a great friend on here, the awesome, the wonderful Laura Eckert. She wrote just another girl's story. Hi, Laura. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi, Laura. Hi. Thanks for being here with us. We appreciate it. We are so excited to have you on. So this morning I was thinking about it. Okay, I should back up. So last night, Sean and I, or two nights ago, we Mm -hmm. went out and we had, Sean just got done reading your book and she had your book. I left the book at the bar and grill of all things. So yesterday I'm like, oh my God. So I ended up getting the book and I'm like, I don't want to lose your book. It's been a little bit since I read it. Sean just read it. But I can tell you when I read the book, I was riveted. I could not put the book down. Mm-hmm. We're old friends. And, but it was, I remember some of the stuff that happened when I was reading the book, mm-hmm. but it was just so cool to know you and then have knowing that you read this book, it was cool reading it. It was uh, many years in the making, and I can't tell you a specific time when I started writing in a notebook for a future time that I wanted to write the book, but I remember vividly when I decided to actually get it done. I was driving down, so I right now I've been remote since March. I haven't mm-hmm. been down in Milwaukee. I, I work from home, but I used to commute an hour each way, each day or two hours a day. And so on my way, I was listening to Kayla, which is a Christian radio station up here. And there was a woman who, oh, she had the, the most remarkable testimony. And it was about a grandmother trying to talk her granddaughter into not having an abortion. And it ended up being that she didn't. And um, she just shared you know, how, how wonderful her daughter is and all the blessings and the, you know, how grateful yeah. she, she was. And so right then I just like, oh my gosh, this is God telling me to finally finish what I needed to do. Yes. And so that very weekend, I just went right at it and just started writing the rest of the story. You know, I think things like that happen for a reason and you were meant to hear that testimony because mm-hmm. that's very powerful. And that in turn kind of set something in motion in you like, okay, I have a powerful story. I need to write it down on a notebook, on a napkin, whatever I need to, you know, I need to get those little flashes of insight. And I'm so glad you did write this book. I should probably tell everybody about how we met and that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So my dad and her dad, Jim, were like, I don't know, like best friends. Mm-hmm. So my parents own the summer resort. Her family, you know, would come many times, all the time, they're all over, um, you know, when my dad would have parties and, or just get togethers, picnics, everything. So her dad would be there, her stepmom, her kids, you know, it was just, it was just so much fun. And, you know, my dad and your dad would be on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Her dad has passed away as well as mine. And I think, I think Jim passed away. Was it November? I don't hear. Yep. And then yep. my dad passed away. Like it was like four months later. Mm-hmm. And my mom had said, you know, she had told me that dad would say, I can't believe that, you know, Jim has passed on. It really, really bothered him. And it's just kind of ironic how he passed away like shortly after. But, you know, I know they're looking down at us and they're proud of us. And Yeah. yeah some of my favorite memories, because, you know, you read the book. So, you know, that I my childhood and my upbringing was a little it wasn't normal. I always have so many great memories of being up in Tomahawk and in the carefree 
fun that we had, you know, even our little modeling sessions that we did. I mean, I some, some, some stuff that, and then I read, I listened to one of your podcasts regarding the paranormal. Yeah. And when you talked about that underground ice, yeah. I mean, I, I remembered it as if it, if it was yesterday. It was really, we were like so really scared. Good. We're like, oh my gosh. Like, I think we made more out of it. We right, had to, right. but we were young. Yeah. Wasn't that crazy? I mean, yeah. the, the water under the ice sounded like some sort of whale or something. It was crazy. And it was yeah. loud. And it was just, I remember that. Remember when my parents would have you guys all over for New Year's Eve? We'd have this huge New Year's Eve party. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my dad would shovel snow off the lake and then we'd have, you know, we'd ice skate at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you would hear, because there's like a strong stream underneath the lake there, the lake running underneath the ice would make this weird sound. I mean, yeah, it was loud too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So your book is called Just Another Girl's Story, a memoir on finding redemption. And okay. So it is about sex addiction. So if you want to kind of get into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so my parents divorced when I was very young and we moved to, from a very little town called Mapleton in Wisconsin to Milwaukee, a big city. And we lived with my grandparents. And for the most part, for the many years, we had a pretty good life, even without my dad. And I loved Milwaukee. It was, Mm -hmm. I still love it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's just so much history and it's just a beautiful city. But when I was um, just leaving eighth grade, my mom fell in love with another man and they got engaged, got married, and then we had to move out of Milwaukee into a small town, and it's called Oconomowoc. And I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated and numb. And right from the get-go, I had an attitude. And there, I literally, that book could be tripled with all of the different things mm-hmm. that happened in my life. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I started back into it and, and we're at the computer, I'd take a moment because I'd go off in this big tangent about, you know, my stepdad being a jerk or, you know, all these different family things that, and I, I said to God, I said, God, help me to just put in here what needs to be in here. Right. So more than half of the book got deleted. I said, I'm not going to drag anybody through the mud. It's not, that's not what this book's about. But at any rate, <clears throat> the stress that I had, the anxiety and all of that, Sean and I, my my husband now, 31 years, we just kind of gravitated to each other mm-hmm. and found comfort in that. Right. And it became habit. It was it became an addiction that obviously got me in trouble several times. So well, you don't think no... about teenagers being addicted to sex, but I mean I'm testimony that does exist, unfortunately. Well, you're not gonna find any judgment here. We're just we think it's powerful to be transparent and tell your story. And it's an amazing story. And it's a beautiful one because you and Sean are still together. But when I, w- I remember when I was reading some of it, I probably, I won't say any of the characters, but I kind of knew who you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> it was just so good. I loved, you know, I loved hearing your side of it. And I do remember that it did seem like you were going through a lot of stuff when you came out yeah, because you did your senior year at Tomahawk mm-hmm. High School. Yep. Remember that? And you seem, you were very fun, but I know you had like a lot of angst or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I was torn several times from my house, my home. And I always felt like I was like this oddball, like troublemaker where, you know, I can't even go back to my own home. And like, when you have that in your, in your psyche, you know, you there's a lot going on mentally. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a loser. I'm, you know, I can't even see my my sisters and my brother. And, you know, it was just, I hit a lot of it, but it was very chaotic time in my life for sure. Yeah. And, and honestly, the times that I had with you and like the times that I talked about where, 
you know, of course, drinking was involved at that time where we had parties in the wood and stuff like that. That I think is the only way that I got, I didn't hurt myself. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you had to, you know, escape from it. There had to be an an escape because it wasn't fair what happened to you. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not when you're in your formative years and you're, you're forming, you know, when young people are forming their personalities and, uh, and things, that's probably the worst time to have something like that happen because some, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I hear kind of the crack in your voice. I mean, to this day, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it affects you. It's a part of you. Mm -hmm. There's like a crack. I mean, and you can, and you can, you know, close up the bridge and you can overcome it, but you know, it's a part of you, you know, I don't talk much about my past because I kind of, I've gotten to a point where it made me who I am today. Mm -hmm. I I thank God, honestly, for, for the mission trip work that, that we did, because where I write in the book about that, that amazing church is really where I was moved to to, to finally forgive myself. Yeah. Where is this church at? Is this one, the one in Milwaukee or? No, this was down in Arkansas. Okay. And it was, as I said in the book, it was, it was so stinking hot that day and we didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. being Catholic, raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. We're such a, we're we're kind of a a blase kind of mat, you know, mass kind of thing. And so when we went into this church and we experienced this vibrant, very animated people, it, it was that right there in itself was shocking. But yeah. then when the, the pastor started talking, it was as if I was the only one in that church mm-hmm. when she like she was literally talking to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe this is happening. And uh, I walked out of there and I knew that I couldn't ask anymore for forgiveness. I was forgiven. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why you were there. You probably were the one that was supposed to get that message. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really feel that. And I just, you know, I think I commend you for telling it because you're helping people now there's, I can guarantee that there's people in a, in a similar situation, you know, maybe going through, um, you know, a child going through divorce or abortions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going through that and they're probably feeling the most alone in the world, but I can tell you never lose hope. There's always hope. There's mm-hmm. always, always enjoy as well. Hey, Laura, have you been able to mentor um, other couples or other young ladies come to a crossroads about having an abortion? I've I've had two separate situations, actually four, but two real close ones. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my staff members came to me after she read my book and and we talked for more than an hour about forgiveness and redemption and letting go of of your pain and your struggles and mm-hmm. and so I I helped her and she months later told me that the words that we shared together were very helpful. And there was another person who we had a book club and her daughter had just had an abortion. And as as a mom, she didn't know how to to deal with it. Now that's new territory for me. All I could say to her was that give her, let her know that she's forgiven if she's asking for it and that she can't continue to go through life feeling shame and regret because what's done is done. You know, you can't, you can't change it. So then don't. Right. Don't let it destroy your life. Yeah. So. And I don't think God would want that either for no. the rest of your life to be, you know, down on yourself the whole I mean, you uh you're alive for a reason. Um, right. you know, he wants you to be happy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I, I want are you gonna write another one, Laura? Well, here's my problem. My problem is I have so many balls in the air all the time. Yeah, I have okay. I actually have three books that I started. One is about the mission trips, another is more guts to 
just another girl's story, more substance to it. And then a book about abortion, like the fight against it, where, you know, adoption and, you know, going down that road or keeping it. I kept it and I I made Mm -hmm. it happen. Yeah. And you have a beautiful daughter. Can I say your name? Yeah, sure. Beautiful daughter, Kayla. Yep. So you just have Kayla. Well, I also have a son. Yep. Keenan. We had him in, in Keenan. We had him in Colorado. Awesome. And then how many years have you been married now? 31. Fantastic. 31 years. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been roses. Any, I think any couple right. that says their marriage is perfect, they're lying. Yeah. yeah. For the yeah. Most part. yeah. I, I will agree with you. It's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. It constantly. always is. Yeah. It always is. You hit the ground it running is. every morning to yep. make it yeah. work every morning. Right. Yep, that's right. Yeah. But 31 years and we're still in the same house that we bought back in 96. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. You couldn't sell the house, huh? It was on. No. The well, we had long. it. We had in the market for, we had three offers and every single one of them fell through. Uh, we're like, why on goodness, earth can't yeah. this financing happen for these people? But at the yeah. end of the day, it, again, you know, everything happens for a reason. God wants us to be in Fond du Lac. Yeah. He told us that three times, you know, okay. like we tried two more yeah. after that. But so then we took it off the market and just accepted it. Yeah. No, I, that's fair. I mean, I understand that sometimes it's, it's hard finding those kind of answers and then it's frustrating too. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have, to have it happen three times, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, everybody, her book is called just another girl's story, a memoir on finding redemption. It's a powerful book. Um, Laura, um, where can anybody get your book and purchase your book at? Yeah, for sure. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of the, the big places. Great. Great. Online. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Yep. Just another girl's story by Laura Eckert. Yeah. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Nice Um, to meet you. Same here. Thank um, you. Hang on after. Okay. Okay. So yeah, just another girl's story, everybody pick it up. And um, this is a Juicy Pear podcast with Sean and Wendy. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here. We had so much fun, didn't we, Sean? Yes. I totally hope, everybody, that you enjoyed our episode. So please subscribe to our website, ajuicypearpodcast.com. Yes. See you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of a Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week, I have new content, and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on ajuicypearpodcast.com.